In this episode, Dutch discusses five tips that get you the best deal in every type of sale and economic environment. Learn what the different types of real estate deals are and how to approach each one the correct way. Learn how to negotiate deals with homeowners and how to use wholesalers and real estate agents to your advantage. And a property you buy today that increases 5% in value in 10 years isn't going to be worth a ton of money, but it is going to be worth something more. But a property that appreciates at 20% per year over the next year, over the next 10 years is going to be worth 4x, 5x, even, even 10x, right? As much value. And so it makes a huge difference. Right here, right now on the Rad Podcast, Explore Wealth. With Rad Diversified Reach, um, tonight we're going to be doing content and education. And, and what, what that means is, you know, we're out there doing real estate every single day and things are shifting, things are changing uh, with the timelines, with the markets and things that are happening. And so as things are shifting and things are changing, we're adapting, we're adjusting, we're changing um, at Rad Diversified constantly. So this month, we're going to be attending auctions for the first time, um, you know, as as an intense mode, we've done auctions during the last two years. But it but we haven't gone and drove, you know, hundreds of properties for an auction, we've been doing them as one offs during the last two years, because of with COVID, there was no mortgage foreclosures, no tax foreclosures through all of 2020, and through most of 2021. And so as we go into, you know, the latter half of 2022, the market started to shift and started to change. And what's pretty cool is, you know, you shift straight strategy. So when we're in a hyperinflation mode, right, the, the primary type of real estate, you know, we were focused on was very much what we call value add real estate. That means when you look at real estate and you add value to it, adding square footage to it, uh, building, you know, new structures on properties, um, rehabbing a property that's in, you know, strong disrepair, um, up to market condition, and you had to know your location down pat to make the really good money. Now, of course, there's just you know, every Tom, Dick and Harry can, can, you know, could have invested into a property in, in 2020, late 2021, I mean, 21 and, and won some money from hyperinflation, but if they didn't get out, you know, and they don't have the right location, they're not going to make the kind of money we make from deals. And so, you know, it's fascinating this week, Dory and his team are diving deep um, into the, the tax auctions in Philadelphia. And so tonight we're not only talking about, you know, kind of some of the shifts um, that we're making, you know, at Rad Diversified with the market and an economy, but we're also going to be talking some of the tips and things we've used in the past to win in this type of marketplace, because, you know, the banks carry what's called a shadow inventory. And that's an inventory of real estate properties that are bank owned, that they're not listing on the marketplace, that they're not listing for sale. Um, and it's also a shadow inventory of non foreclosed homes, properties that haven't been foreclosed on that should have been foreclosed on, but the banks don't want that on their books. And so they're trying to show a certain economies, certain markets, they're trying to show certain ways of their books looking a certain way. And and so as the market shifts and changes, you know, you're going to start to see, you know, stronger mortgage defaults, you're going to start to default. the auctions coming back super fast. And so that's something we're preparing for here at Rad Diversified. And this is kind of a fun time for us, because this is a time at Rad where we get to use all the tools and techniques that we've been teaching our acquisition team, you know, the last two years to be able to do, you know, we're teaching them the negotiations, and you're teaching them how to find off market deals, you're teaching them how to find pre foreclosures, right? The pre foreclosure model, for most of my real estate life has been, you know, one of my primary models for picking up really good deals off of market. But the reality is during the last two years, there hasn't been nearly as many foreclosures because of the COVID and post COVID uh, times, even though a lot of people say we're still in COVID times, right? What I mean, post COVID, post the pandemic, where, where they shut everything down. And so for me, my 
world works by economics. It works on on the economy. And so when I say for me, the COVID is when, you know, COVID was affecting the economy so much. And so it's kind of interesting as we dive into it. Um, let's go ahead and get started with, with, you know, the content on the PowerPoint for tonight and some of the things when we talk about bidding formula, right? And we're talking about five smart tips for the bidding formula and things that we're going to be doing, you know, with this. So let's go ahead and get to it. You know, one of the things that I want you to do is you're going to be able to pick up this kind of content, these kind of tips on a regular basis with us. And so one of the first things I want you guys to be able to do um, is get on our social, right? If you're not already on our Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, this is a great place as one of our tribe members to keep up to date. Um, we're posting pictures before and after properties on a, on a daily basis of things that were going on. Um, you know, over the years, there's been a great many things we've shared through these channels and there's been fun things, whether it's, you know, family photos and uh, me running with my boys in the rain, or there's been very serious things, right? Um, when 2019, I told people that there was an economic slowdown coming pretty quickly. And, and, and then in 2020, you know, it hit doubly hard with the pandemic in 2020 with the pandemic, I told people, and I, I was very, you know, serious that, that the pandemic was going to hit 10 times harder than they ever expected. That it was going to cause, you know, an economic, uh, some real economic and health hardships across the country. And then as you went into to late 2020, I told people there was supply chain issues. There was, there was, um, real economic challenges that were coming, uh, because of that. And then hyperinflation was going to be coming fast and furious into 2021. And these are all predictions, you know, we were way ahead of the curve on, you know, we talked a lot about on our social channels, hyperinflation, but then that leading into interest rates raising, and how that was going to affect the real estate market. And so, you know, these are all things that we've been leading into. And then I told people that a crypto winter was coming, a crypto crash was coming. Um, and, and I got pretty strong on that. And so, you know, we do make some pretty cool predictions, which is, which is one of the fun things, but a lot of the content and education we share on there is great. So make sure you're in our tribe and you're diving deep into it, but we'll go ahead and keep going. You know, knowing the type, the sale type when it comes to real estate, obviously it's important, right? And one of the things when I talk about the sale type, is this property, you know, going to be something that's going to be a rehab type of situation? Is this a property that's going to be a foreclosure type of situation? And so determining, you know, what type of sale you're doing, is this a pre pre foreclosure deal? Is it what kind of deal is this, right? And so the first question I always ask whenever I'm dealing with a seller, and it's a very simple question that I've always asked, and people will tell you everything in the world. I've always talked to sellers, and I say, what's the story? And this is one of the first steps, and this is one of the first times in the last two years where you're going to be able to talk to sellers that are going to start being in the, the traditional uh, problems of sellers. And so that has to do with addiction. It has to do with somebody dying. It has to do with mental illness. has to do with divorce. has to do with medical issues, right? And these are typically the challenges people start to get into in almost every single real estate situation where a market property is coming on the market. And so being able to determine what kind of sale it is is very important. And so I always say there's two why when you jump on the phone with these people that are very important. The first one is their immediate gratification. Now, whether you're talking to them in person or, the, or on the phone, they want to know that you're not going to screw them over. They want to know you're not that greedy bastard real estate investor that's trying to take advantage of them. And, and why should they work with you versus working with someone else? And so these are important things for you to understand. And so one of the things I've always found is just surrendering to the situation is very important. I found over the years, if I surrender to the situation and say, hey, yeah, I'm a real estate investor and I am in this to make money, but I'm also in this to create a win-win situation, it seems to work incredibly well. I'm not trying to hide or make it mysterious that I'm that I'm going to make money or I'm going to make a profit from doing this real estate deal. 
what most people are looking like in these situations, they want to know that you respect them. They want to know you treat them with respect. And it's fascinating. We had a ton of leads that were coming into our Philadelphia marketplace. And one of our team members, you know, that was our lead uh, acquirer of properties in Philadelphia moved to our Houston market where he no longer had leads that were coming into him on a regular basis. Right. And so now he's trying to figure out how to make offers, how to get to sellers, how to talk to them without a lot of lead flow coming in while our Tampa market never had any leads coming in. And so they had to figure out how to get to deals off of Zillow, get to deals off of market. And so you're going to use a wide variety of things. I've always found the yellow letter being one of the most important, easiest marketing tools in the history of my life. And there's all kinds of yellow letter companies you can you can look at out there but it's a simple letter that says my wife and i are looking for a home and we came across yours please call has always been one of the most productive letters and it should just be a, a first name and it should be a local telephone number please call in the phone number i find that produces more inbound phone calls than any letter i've ever used in 15 years of doing real estate and i've spent over a millions of dollars right on my real estate advertising and marketing to bring in deal flow so when you've spent that much on advertising and marketing i can see someone waving in their camera as i can see people advertising and market marketing uh in the marketplace since I can see deals that are out there, you know, what you're going to find is you get a lot of data and you get a lot of information. You find out what works and what doesn't work. And so yellow letter has always been one of my most productive tools over the years. You know, we've used everything from, from radio ads to TV commercials uh, to, to billboards and, and door hangers to ban to, to magnet signs on cars. But I've always found is the yellow letter being most productive, but reality is picking up the phone is incredibly valuable. And so if you'll talk to the people on the other end, right, whether it's a Zillow deal, whether it's an off market deal, whether it's a pre foreclosure deal, right. And depending on where in the country you are, there's different pre foreclosure lists that are going to work incredibly well, whether that's like California, Arizona, Las you know, Nevada um, for is uh, countyrecordsresearch.com, or there's also uh, foreclosures daily. Um, they're in different markets across the country. There's Audantix. There's a lot of different sources that you can use to figure out, you know, what are the leads? What are the deals that are out there and stuff? So that's always pretty cool. So um, I think something I constantly am teaching my people is, is, and this is something where the market really opens up for you and allows you to do this is you want to negotiate based on the needs of the owner. And I think this is a mistake you'll find a lot of people um, don't do right. And so they're negotiating based on just the value of the property. And what I found over the years when I'm working through pre foreclosures, and that's usually involving, you know, mental illness, addiction, um, or, or where somebody's passed away, and they're, they're passing the property down generation to generation. What I found over the years is negotiating based on their needs based on what what they have going on in their life is one of the most important things. I also say that over the years, I found that negotiating, getting people to make the decision that they want to sell or if they're willing to do something about it is more important than, than, than anything else. You'll figure out the math and you'll figure out the numbers with them pretty productively if you can get them to a place where they're willing uh, to, to sell, they're willing to make a decision, they're willing to act, they're willing, willing to move, right? Um, the next thing I'd say for me, it's all about, you know, what kind of pain are they in? And so I've always found that one of the great ways, you know, to get people to see the reality um, of their situation and say, well, what's going to happen if you don't do something? What's the future look like? You deal with this kind of weird perception of reality right now. You're dealing with a lot of sellers in this situation. And so as I'm negotiating these deals and I'm looking at it, these people are in pain. 
And so what I'm trying to do is help them see reality, help them accept reality. I'm helping them talk through it. Now, another way that, that Rad's been able to negotiate deals on this one of my favorites is the Rad 50-50 rule. And the Rad 50-50 rule is one where we're splitting the profits with the people that are in the property. So now if they can go from seeing you as an adversary to seeing you as a colleague or seeing you as someone who's going to make money with them to see that they can get something out of this situation, then you can do something pretty, pretty freaking powerful, which is, which is really cool. So when I'm bidding on properties, I always kind of go in before I start a situation with all my information, I'm doing all my homework. So if I'm going to go bid at an auction or I'm going to go talk to a homeowner or I'm going to go talk to a seller, I'm always going to kind of know what my maximum numbers are going in advance. Now you can't always know what the rehab on a property is. And so I'm always going to start on any situation as if a property was, um, if a property had a full rehab on it. And so what the maximum cost is going to be. Now you can see like a property here that we bought in an HOA foreclosure auction for 21K. And so, the, you know, those are situations where, you know, the mortgages stay in place. And so you have to do a lot of calculations to figure this out. And so we have videos that are all on our HOA foreclosures. You should dive deep into, you know, what type of deals those are and on our tax foreclosures and our home study courses. So make sure that you guys get through those and, and, and you keep going. So, you know, one of the things is, is you have to know when to pull the trigger on doing a deal, when to pull the trigger on making an offer, when to pull the trigger on not, not making an offer. And so, you know, one of the best tools and techniques when you're out there doing these deals is the willingness to walk away. And I think a lot of times, um, a lot of people aren't willing to walk away from deals. And so that's one of the things I think that you have to use. You have to utilize it over and over. If, if you've negotiated real estate deals and you haven't walked away from the real estate deal um, and allowed the, the seller or allowed the wholesaler to come back to you, you're making a big mistake. I think another thing is we buy you know a decent amount of properties from wholesalers and you have to be willing to negotiate with us with a wholesaler. Um, lots of times wholesalers will tell you that their numbers are hard, their numbers are firm, these are their numbers, these are the only numbers they're going to have. That kind of worked in the hyperinflation world of, of mid up to mid 2022 uh, in the marketplace, but that's not going to work for wholesalers at this point. They don't have nearly as many buyers, they don't have as nearly as many people jumping into the marketplace, and now's a great time for you to be able to negotiate. Like I said, right now in real estate is a time where people that know what they're doing when it comes to talking to sellers, when it comes to doing negotiations, when it comes to doing deals, it's a time where we get to win. We get to get in. We get to get into deals the right way, and and it, it's pretty fun. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do the kind of deals that that we love doing over and over right now. And it, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, you know, the next thing I would say is as you're looking at deals, you know, you got to kind of know the gaps. You got to know where your, your cities are. You got to know where your locations are, where the most money is. So like recently Rad Diversified hired two full-time research um, analysts and their job is to map each of our cities and tell us where the gentrification is happening, where the location, location, location. I think one of our best YouTube videos we've ever done is on our location, location, location. Um, it's a good, you know, short, quick, you know, 30 minute video, but it nails right how cities move, how, where the boundaries, where the barriers are, where the landmarks are. How do you know um, where the hyper super inflation is and how do you know which areas are going to depreciate? Because, you know, buying the wrong property in the, the, the wrong area area um, is going to mean you're not going to make any money from it. The difference between buying a property in the wrong area that, that loses 5% in value or buying a property in the right area that, that 
gains 100% in value is night and day when it comes to making money in real estate. So it's huge. Um, check out that location video. Then you can start to know what your gaps are, right? Where it is adding square footage, where it is rehabbing, where is the property value is going up quickly, going to make a huge difference. Because the reality is, when you decide to own a property for a while and you're going to go ahead and own it year after year after year, there's a compounding effect. And so the decision you make today is going to reverberate or is going to continue to happen for the next two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. And a property you buy today that increases 5% in value in 10 years isn't going to be worth a ton of money, but it is going to be worth something more. But a property that appreciates at 20% per year over the next year, over the next 10 years is going to be worth 4x, 5x, even, even 10x, right? As much value. And so it makes a huge difference as you're continuing to do this. Um, working with agents, right? To me, you know, a lot of people are out there teaching wholesaling. And I always kind of laugh because I said, if you're going to go out and be a wholesaler, you should just be a real estate agent. Um, and that's always been been, been my opinion of, of the business. Though I do like buying from wholesalers. Um, I also like buying from real estate agents. I think they're both you know, a part of the part of the industry. Um, for me, a good agent, you know, is is hard to find. But just because you run into four, three, four, five bad agents doesn't mean you're not going to find good agents. You got to talk to the next ones, right? It's funny here at Rad Diversified. I know we have uh, in Florida, we have an agent that that has done a lot of deals with us, and I think we made her the number one producer in her entire company for the for the for the state of Florida. And the reality is, is is it's an easy job if you can get an agent on your side. They'll find you some deals. They'll get access to some deals you wouldn't get any other way. And they're out there doing the work, right? The more it's all about leverage, right? And there's you know six forms of leverage that are really important, but other people's work, other people's effort are, are, are some of those forms of leverage that are important, right? Other people's money, other people's time, other people's leverage, other people's ideas, right? Other people's experience, other people's wisdom. These things are all important forms of leverage that when you're working at this business or you're working to continue to build your own real estate investment, the more seeds you can plant, the more trees that can grow. And so putting seeds out there with lots of different agents. Um, I was once coaching and mentoring. This was early in my career doctor. And and uh, and, and he, he was a really, really good guy. And he had paid me, you know, great money to, to coach and mentor him. And, and I was, you know, coaching and mentor him. One of his homework assignments was, I want you to call five real estate agents a day. And, and he was, we were doing a weekly coaching. And so we went three weeks in a row and that was just one of his tasks on his list, but it was usually, I think it was the first of his tasks on his list. He had a script and we told him exactly, you know, what to say when he talked to agents. And after three weeks, he hadn't talked to a single agent on the phone. And he's like, touch, I don't know if this business is going to work for me. I, you know, I'm not having much success. I'm not having much luck. I said, relax. I said, you're only three weeks in there. I said, but call your five agents every day for the next week. I said, it only takes, you know, an hour of your day every day. And the next week he finally called the five agents every single day for that week. And, and they got on the phone the following week. He's like, Dutch, they got this agent and they got this deal. And I got this deal in the works. And I got this one. I made an offer and he was super excited and it was a good, good place for it to start, but it has to be the right marketplace to be able to utilize agents. And so when, when an economy, when a real estate you know, industry kind of goes on a recession or it kind of slows down. Real estate agents aren't as useful as when a, a real estate is, is is flying high and taking off. And so, you know, it's just kind of when to use agents, but there's always the the selective investment agents that can, you know, be great and productive for you. You know, there's always the unknown when you do real estate, you know, everything in real estate is going to be more and take longer than you expect. So rehab is going to take a little bit long, longer. Um, your, uh, Cost of rehab is going to be a little bit more than you expect. Um, and, and so when you're calculating all of your deals and you're doing these things, you just kind of want to re relieve yourself room 
for the unexpected. And how I do this is I always calculate worst case scenario, most likely scenario, and best case scenario in every deal I do. I might buy into a deal because of its best case scenario, but I will also take a look at its worst case scenario and know that in the worst case scenario, um, I'm not going to lose money in a deal or a transaction. If in the worst case scenario, you feel like you you could potentially lose money, then it's probably a deal that you want to pass on. And so that's just an important part of the process, right? And, and, you know, this is all about managing risks. If you do your first real estate deal and you lose money, you're, you're a lot less likely to do your next deal. And so as I'm doing real estate, one of the things I do is I'm incredibly conservative all the time about the decisions we make, right? I'm always going to overestimate the cost. I'm always going to underestimate the price, the value, right? The the after repair value of of the real estate after I fix it up and rehab. Um, I'm always going to overestimate the the amount of time it's going to take to do those deals. And if you can do those three things, you can really manage your expectations. Let me repeat those for you just to make sure you have them, right? Number one is if you can overestimate the cost that it's going to cost you to rehab the property. Number two, you can overestimate how long it's going to take you to do the, the construction or rehab of the property. And number three, if you underestimate, right, the, the eventual value or eventual price of the property, then, then you're going to be in a good situation to know exactly, you know, what the worst case scenario of a real estate deal can be. And now you've managed your expectations. So, you know, with Rad Diversified, you know, there's a continuous journey. Um, if you want to talk to somebody on our team, you can use either one of these buttons, whether it's our inner circle or rad diversified REIT, right? As you go through this, but you know, I wanted to open up questions for today's content and today's information. And, you know, today's economy and real estate is, is fascinating. And as we're going incredibly fast, there's just so many cool things going on. Hello to you too, Cindy Moore. Uh, it's good to see you. A warm hello to our investors. This is Dave. Hello. Thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. Uh, just trying to jump to any questions that you guys have, or feel free to unmute yourself and ask questions. I see Tim on there. Hello, Tim. Good to see you. Um, I see John Yang. Hello, John. Um, Demario. Cool. Um, we will send out the replay link to everyone. Uh, and I'm happy to open it up to questions uh, for those of you who have just about what's going on in the market, what's happening in real estate, the techniques, the tools that that, that our teams are using every, every single day. If you unpack what, what I shared in the last 45 minutes, you'll take 15 years of negotiating and doing deals and over a thousand deals. And you'll skip light years in your learning curve just from what we were sharing today. So I would, if I was on this and you felt like I was going really fast, maybe drinking from a fire host today go back and re-watch the replay um it makes a huge difference if you're out there doing deals and working on doing deals on your own it makes a huge difference good go ahead you can feel free to unmute yourself or ask any questions if you want hi dutch i got a question for you ah fire away so what you've been teaching is great i love it what i understand of rad diversified is basically that you guys do this for us if we invest money then you do all that process yeah, Greg, there's a couple different ways to to invest with us, right? And I, I think I caught Greg before my guys changed the changed the camera. Um, so Greg, one of the ways is you can just invest in Rad Diversified REIT, which is on the right, the far right side there, the the that QR code, right? You can always just go to raddiversified.com too and 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 jump on that. And that's a you know thousand dollar minimum investment where we go out and we invest in properties and real estate across the country. Um, we've done you know eleven straight consecutive quarters, uh, over a hundred percent return uh, in the last three years for over four thousand uh, investors who've invested with us over the years um, and, uh, and that are currently currently with us. Um, and then there's also our inner circle. So our inner circle is investing into individual deals, individual transactions. Um, that's a join the club 
um, it is much more much more expensive to to join that, and that's you know for for people with a little bit little bit more little bit more money. But we try to serve both, right? Uh, both accredited and unaccredited investors, and have a path that no matter who you are, you know, we'll give away our education and our training. Um, we have everything from a home study course that years ago we sold, you know, for a lot of money, and we took the price off it and give it to our investors um, to trainings like tonight, which 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 is awesome. Um, but also, you know, we we do deals and and we're making money with our people every day. Rad has crossed, you know, $120 million in its portfolio um, as, as a company. And that's $120 million invested with all of you, right? All of our investors, all of our students over the years, we've built that portfolio together. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a significant investor and so is my business partner, Amy. Uh, but so are a lot of our employees at Red Diversified. Um, I have a lot of employees tonight uh, that are on here um, that are investors with, with us as well, which is pretty cool. We're at 191 employees was my last check uh, for us as a company. And, and so, you know, we're, we're a company that does this with you and for you. That's a really answer. long Thanks. answer to a short question. I could have just said yes. <laughs> well, it was helpful information. Can I have the link to the classes, lectures, courses Dutch is talking about? I think was mentioned to me when I signed up for IC. I don't think I currently have it. Yeah, Steve, we'll, we'll get you access. It's called the matrix, right? Anybody who's a current investor with us has access to the education matrix. So there's uh, our pre-foreclosure course on there that we used to sell, you know, for $200 is on there for free to all of our current investors. Our home study course, which we, which is a three-day course uh, from morning to night that we used to sell for $1,000 is on there. Uh, for you guys. And then there's our inner circle, which is, you know, $50,000 to join our inner circle. Uh, there's selected trainings for asset management, asset control, um, and and wealth building on there as well, uh, that we give you guys all access to, um, which is pretty cool. Um, do we buy wholesale deals as well? Yeah, we buy wholesale deals. One of the lessons on tonight's uh, PowerPoint was that, you know, it's very important that when you deal with 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 wholesalers that you negotiate. So no, Monica, if you're bringing us deals as a wholesaler that we're gonna we're gonna negotiate, but that's okay. Uh, I want you to make money, and we want to make money too. Uh, someone said, "I how can I get all the talk?" Uh, just do 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 the replay. Lonnie says, "Great to catch up. Great to see you, Sue." We'll we'll make sure that you know that you know what, we'll just do it to the whole tribe of investors and database. I'll make sure my team follows, you know, we, we send out, you know, access to the matrix again uh, for everybody who's on here. When you first sign up, it should be in one of the early emails that go out to all of you. Um, but if you want to, some of you've been invested with us for seven years to, so to say, you're going to go back and look at an email from seven years ago. Right. So um, always make sure you can always do Dutch at raddiversified.com. That's not my personal email. That's a customer service email, but you can always shoot an email to ask for something like access to matrix or if your statements or, or anything else you need help with, we can always do that too. So that's pretty cool. Greg, how do we learn about how to identify good locations? Is there something available to see which areas? Yeah, Greg, that's a great question. Um, we have on our YouTube channel, we have an entire, um, we have an entire video just on identifying good locations and it's a really great video um it's whiteboarded it's color coded there's a lot of important things that that we teach when it comes to location i think one of the ways i've made a lot of money over the years is being able to read cities and markets better than other people right i can always read the economy um a little better than other people or a lot better than other people um and i can always read a city and know where to invest and not invest so that that's one of i'd say top 10 most valuable real estate rad videos that we've done is our location videos Good. Let's keep going. Cool. I get a question. Yeah, fire away. Um, I, I trying to get any real estate up north in the New England area is just about impossible. Um, 
I've probably called three or four real estate agents on one property and it's just, it, it's a nightmare. That's why I decided to go uh, to in the inner circle. Yeah. Um, so Dave, that's, that's a good question. I saw the picture in your background. I thought you were at the Golden Gate. So when you set up north, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say <laughs> Northern California. No, I'm in, uh, I'm in Rhode Island, actually. Yeah. So I, I, you know, we, we're doing deals, you know, up in, up in Philly and Jersey, right? Those are two areas we're doing deals pretty regular that are, that are up North. They're not in Rhode Island, right? You're for that's much further North. Right. But what I would say to me is sometimes in your backyard, there's not real estate deals to be done. And I like to believe that you can always do a deal in your market because there always be things that are happening. There's always going to be people who are dying. There's always going to be addicts and there's always going to be mental illness. And those three things I've found in my, you know, 20 years of doing real estate that I, I have always found that exist. Right. And when I say 20 years, I include, you know, the time where I was, you know, running around with my parents and they were out doing deals and, and, and as real estate agents as a kid. And then my professional career, when I started, when I was about 25 and now I'm 43. So, um, I've always found there to be deals and I've done deals all over the country, right? I've done them in Northern California, Southern California, Nevada, Arizona, Idaho. Um, You know, we've done them in Chicago. We've done them in uh, Jersey. We've done them in Philadelphia, uh, Houston, Tampa, right? But there is differences in every city and every market. And so it's the type of deal that you're going to do in those cities and, and, and markets. But also if you're dealing with a very small area, that, that obviously limits the amount of, of deals, right? Um, population is important to me. And so when I'm doing real estate deals, I'm looking at population. I'm looking at, you know, cities, because um, I always believe everything I need exists in a city. Um, it's a very common thing. But I would say doing your own deals is, is always going to be better than, than being able to buy a deal from a real estate agent or a wholesaler. And so the ability to send out letters, get pre-foreclosure lists, um, knowing where you want to go buy, talking directly to homeowners is huge. Now, a lot of people aren't built to talk to homeowners. I mean, you can see every guru in the world is going to tell people like, hey, you know, you can go knock on doors or, hey, real estate's easy and simple. And if you sit <laughs> on a couch with a remote control and you push a couple buttons you're going to be able to do virtual real estate that's not the truth of real estate right that's people selling you know bs home courses and classes i was literally the other day i was i was, I was kind of irritated i was watching a youtube video and i'm not going to throw a specific guru under under the bus but but he manages like four or five billion dollars and he had a VRBO guy on a guest on like a podcast, a vacation rental by owner guy, right? And they were just sitting here talking about how easy the business is and how simple it's going to be, you know, to find these deals and to make money and you can do it with no money down and you can do it with, with very little to no effort. And I was just like, that's bullshit. Well, that, that doesn't really yeah. exist in, in real estate. Anybody who's hustle and grind, grinded at the business know that doesn't exist, right, Dave? So the bottom yeah. line is if you can't do it in your backyard, you're going to have, you're going to have to start to reach out, right? And so I would list, you know, I don't know what the closest, you know, four or five major cities are um, to Rhode Island, but I would start to kind of branch out from there, or you got to find somebody else who can do it for you. And that, that's one of the reasons RAD exists because of exactly what you're talking about, Dave, is my investors came to me in 2015. They say, Dutch, we love what you're teaching us about tax auctions. We love what you're teaching us about real estate. They go, but why can't you do it with us? Why can't you put your money where your mouth is? And, you know, after some long, hard thought and, and, and saying, you know, what kind of responsibility do I want to take? Eventually, I said, yes. I said, I'll do it with you. And I became, you know, the first investor in, in, in our uh, investment funds. Uh, my business partner, Amy, became the second investor in our investment funds. 
funds. My mother-in-law, Irene, became my third investor uh, in our investor funds. Obviously, all three of us are still invested today, but we had, uh, I want to say, 21 people join us uh, that weekend as the first investors. And I want to say 19 of those 21 are still with us, you know, as investors today, seven years later. And, and so, you know, that's kind of how this all started was people struggling to find deals and doing their own deals. But I think even once you find a deal, it's that scariness of what's going to happen. You know, yeah. is, is it what I thought it was going to be? And so even pulling the trigger become, becomes hard. But then the other problem people get screwed on is they're looking at too few of deals. And so when I look at a deal, I've looked at, you know, 100 deals, you know, that week, or our team mm -hmm. has looked at 1,000 deals that week. And so when I look at a deal, I'm pulling, I'm making a decision from a massive amount of information. I know the difference between a good deal and a bad deal. The mistake a lot of people is they finally get a deal from a wholesaler. They finally get a deal from a real estate agent, and now they're they're infatuated and they're fantasizing about that deal, and they have a chance to. What happens? Lots of times they end up overpaying and it ends up not being, you know, a, a great deal because they haven't done enough data and enough research to know the difference between the good or average. Um, Demario asks, "Do you need a real estate license to do real estate?" No, not to be a real estate investor, you do not do a real estate license. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those gurus who are out there telling people not to get a real estate license. The reason your wholesaling gurus go out there and tell people don't get a real estate license because if people just got a real estate license, they could do wholesaling as 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 a as a as a licensed legitimate business but i've seen real estate agents do a good job of being a real estate agent and wholesaling deals too you can do you can do both you just have to disclose that that, that you're an agent um and you're not using your license for the purposes of of that deal so um quick disclosures right i should have said this at the beginning not a not a not a real estate agent not a lawyer not a financial advisor um don't give financial or legal advice or tax advice talk to professionals with those kind of things i'll tell you the most i know and the best i know about these things question to the world climate change as it may continue to escalate causing landscape to change how will it be prepared for rad to be able to shift to other areas or opportunities felix it's one of rad's rad's geniuses right we're looking a year two years five years ten years down the line on where we want to be invested from a location standpoint, right? Literally just in, just in the last week, we hired two new real estate analysts for our company just to analyze the future markets, analyze existing markets, and then start to do predictive models towards the future, right? I know that there's, you know, the doomsday iceberg that should be fully melted in the next five to 10 years. It's going to raise the oceans by, by three inches, right? That's something that, you know, I'm very, very well aware of. Now, with knowing that that iceberg exists, knowing that that's going to melt things, it's going to change coastlines. What a lot of people don't realize is they think, well, if the sea level only changes by three inches, it's not that big a deal. Well, three inches makes a big deal because every time it rains, every time it floods, the water runs into the ocean. When the water runs into the ocean, that's how it escapes. But when, it, when it's three inches higher and it doesn't have three inches to run, it's going to cause massive flooding in the areas where, that are used, used to being able to drain that way. And it's going to cause things to change. But we look at beachfront properties. We look at how things are shifting and, and changing on, on, on a regular basis. But I don't think the thing about climate change is it's a macro long-term view. There's nothing about climate change that that's a, that's a micro view, right? Um, anybody who thinks I'm being, you know, uh, 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 a left, far left, you know, environmentalist. I'm not even people, you know, down the middle, people on the right, people in, in every type of environment agrees that there's a climate change. Now, who caused it? That that's a very, very different, different, different conversation that we won't get political and have today. So, um, how do how did the REIT and Inner Circle help with each other if they interact at all? Um, CMAX, you know, they they the benefit of the scale of our business is huge, right? 
And, and so that's, that's where the inner circle and, and the re, you know, benefit from each other, but it's all just about doing real estate deals. It's investing in, into real estate deals and the scale of the two businesses is um, anytime, you know, it's kind of like a husband and a wife, right? When a, when a husband is a happy and, and a wife is happy, um, then a marriage can be happy. Right. And when, so when our inner circle is successful and the read is successful and the rad companies um, are working successfully together, then, then everybody, everybody wins. Uh, there are plenty of good deals uh, for inner circle members. So Dwayne, you know, we recently um, had new inner circle members come in and, you know, we dedicate ourselves diligently to making sure 100% of them get into deals in their first month. Now, typically we end up at about a 90% success rate in, in that first month. And there's usually about one out of 10 that are moving money or take, take a little longer to get into their first deal. But um, in the end of the month, we have about 80 new deals uh, that we're bringing to our inner circle members uh, just, just at the end of this month. And so, you know, I think we try to balance the number of acquisition agents, the number of cities we're in, right? Um, I mean, currently we were in Tennessee, Idaho, California, um, uh, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, right? And and we haven't even scratched the surface in in what we're capable of even in those cities. And so, you know, we have a, a lot of room for people to be able to do deals. Uh, would I be interested in a deal in Salt Lake? Greg, it's not a market we're currently in in Salt Lake, but I'm not against it depending on the type of deal. I would send the information in and let our team team take a look at it. Anybody who sends us deals, we have a process for it. And people try to send me deals, you know, directly like, I don't want you to, to, you know, go scouring the internet to try and find my cell phone number to try and send me deals. Cause I appreciate the hustle, but just send it to Dutch at rad diversified. It gets forwarded over to someone on our real estate team. They'll do a quick analyzation. And if it makes sense, they'll reach out and call you. Like we're buying real estate. That's what we do. We buy more real estate than, than almost, you know, any, any uh, thought leadership company in America, especially when it comes to residential real estate, we might be the largest buyer in the country um, outside of, you know, the, the, the multi-billion dollar, you know, hedge funds. Um, I had asked my question because Rad invests in farmland. We do invest in farmland. Thank you for the great answer. My, may, may the force be with you and your team. It's fascinating. You know, when we're investing in farmland, you know, it's fascinating as I deal with Dusty and as I guide him, you know, and he's head of our farmland acquisitions as I guide Dusty, you know, and I talk to him about negotiating deals, right? One of the things that, you know, one of my cardinal rules is never negotiate against yourself. And what does that mean? Well, if you make an offer on a property and a real estate agent tells you back to come back and make a higher offer, my answer is no. I'm not going to offer against myself. I'm not going to negotiate against myself. Tell them to make a counter offer. Because one of the things is, is when they make a counter offer and you accept, now they're locked in, they're forced to do the deal. Especially in a hyperinflation market we were in last year, that made a huge difference. But I never negotiate against myself. Same thing with wholesalers, right? I'll tell a wholesaler, here's what my offer is. And they'll say, you know, make us me another offer because, you know, that's not going to work. I'll tell them to, to counter back. Um, it's always very important. Uh, what are your rates of returns per annum for, for investors? Hey, NC, um, what I would say, just go to the raddiversified.com. I have to be very careful about what I quote and don't quote when it comes to specific percentages and numbers. And so all our percentages and numbers are on raddiversified.com. They are on radic.com uh, and, and, and we keep it very uh, specific to those numbers so you guys can take a look at it. We've had great returns over the years. We've done three years straight of of back-to-back-to-back to back to back 30 plus returns and rad diversified re, uh, for stock price increases for our investors. Uh, this year, we're over 10% and we're about to finish up third quarter. And I think we're going to have a great quarter uh, this quarter. Obviously, I can't tell you what those returns are going to be, but I think our stock price, you know, is going to continue, you know, on the path it's been. I don't see any indicators that it's going a different direction. Um, you can also ask the website with the QR code 
great questions though. You guys are firing away. I like it. Uh, feel free to unmute yourself if you have a, have another question question for tonight. But I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, if you guys think that this content is really awesome, please, uh, you know, go on when we post it, we'll post it online. We'll post it on our podcast. Just go on our podcast and, and, you know, give it a thumbs up, give it a like, if you're on, go on our YouTube channel, give it a, give it a like, give it a share. Uh, it makes a difference for us. Um, it's one of the reasons we do it is because we want to continue to share the word with good information and good real estate investing, right? You know, a lot of song and dance out there and, and, you know, there, there aren't other companies that can say they've, they've done a hundred million dollars um, directly invested with their students, with their investors and, and, and currently own over, hundred million dollars uh with their students with with their investors in in partnership right um whether you're a stock owner or you're a joint venture partner you know you guys in different ways are, are partners with us and and i appreciate it you know i have such gratitude to be in the place i am when it was just me doing those first deals you know back in 2006 2007 and then my first partners and then new partners and then through the evolutions we went through and then partnering with amy um in 2011 you know as we continue to grow I just feel blessed to be a part of this myself, to be honest with you. Hello, Dutch. I'm late today. Missed that week. Please send the recordings via email. We will, Jared, for sure, brother, for sure. Um, anybody else want to unmute and ask questions? How I have another question. Foreclosures and auctions. Great question, Greg. Um, Google it, number one, right? Google, Google local auctions, local foreclosures. And there's a couple, there's different foreclosure auctions you want to Google. Uh, you want to do HUD foreclosures. You want to do mortgage foreclosures. You want to do HOA foreclosures and you want to do tax lien and tax deed foreclosures. Those are five different auctions that I see around the country. Pretty common, right? Now, if you just see a, a random one-off private auction, um, sometimes you can win good at those, but typically I, I find those to be the least lucrative of the auctions that I do that are out there. And so, um, you know, there's auction.com. Um, there's, there's many different auction sites that are out there, but every city and every market has a different type of auctions. And so I think it's important, important to, to, to know that you have to Google it. Um, and, and in one city, mortgage foreclosures might be winning more than tax lien and deed foreclosures. And the next city, a tax deed foreclosure, the next city, it might be a tax lien. So depending on what city it is, you'll find that different, the different foreclosures, you'll find more success in, but in different economies, you'll find different types of foreclosures to have more success in. So the last two years, I probably found more mortgage foreclosures deals that we've done. Um, but the previous two years, it was definitely tax deed foreclosures was the most foreclosures we purchased. So the market shifts and change. If you don't move and change with the times, you, you, you'll lose and you'll get beat. Often can investments be made? Um, you know, we, we allow, you know, people to come into Rad Diversified re pretty, pretty often, pretty frequently. Um, our inner circle, you know, we, we open that up um, four times a year. Um, and so it's only open four times a year. Uh, is it possible to make enough an ROI as an investor to join in a circle at some point? Um, it depends on how much you have invested. Lisa, if you invest $1,000, um, it's going to be a long time, even with, you know, 30% returns we've had in the past, right? I always have to say past performance doesn't indicate future performance. Um, but you know, those returns. And if we continued on that path, it would still take a thousand dollars a long time for you to become an inner circle member. But if you invest, you know, $50,000 and you're making those kind of returns, um, then it wouldn't take you long to be, to be a good, uh, to be, to be a good inner circle member and be able to make money in the inner circle. Uh, Dutch, you're a great teacher and explainer. Thanks, Greg. You're very welcome, Greg. I love the questions. They fire me up. They get me, they get me answering more and giving you guys more good insight into, you know, being a real estate investor and make it, making money in real estate. It's a lot of fun. Hey, Dutch, one more question. Oh, one more question. All right. You got it in right before the bell. Right uh, before the bell. 
You're like that kid that asked the question and the teachers wouldn't let him leave the class. And no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You you, you talked about estimating for uh, estimating uh, how much it would cost to rehab and things like that. Where do we learn the details about how to do that? Yeah. So on our home study course, there's a whole section on, on rehab estimates. Now I would say that information's a little, a little outdated in the sense that like it was probably the cost of rehab um, two or three years ago, right. It was the last time we, we recorded it obviously before the pandemic, but I will say in the next year, we'll do a new home study course, but I think there is a fundamental lessons um, in that. I would say for me right now, kind of our minimum cost of rehab, on any market or city for a full gut job rehab start to finish is probably $80 a square foot. Um, I'd say a half of rehab is probably $40 a square foot. A quarter rehab is probably $25 a square foot is kind of where we're at right now. And now to know what a whole versus half versus quarter and know how to ABC properties, go to our YouTube channel. Look at, look at the videos we did recently on ABC properties, ABC um, neighborhoods. Um, And then, and then, you know, I think, estimating rehab is a huge video uh, for, you, for you to pay attention to. I think it's really good. Now, I know that uh, properties built before, say, 1970, 1965, you know, they're, the, the type of plumbing and type of electrical was, uh, was uh, different. They used galvanized and they used uh, cast iron steel for sewer and stuff like that. Do you ever look at properties that are that old? Yeah, we do. We do. I think, you know, I always look at every property as an opportunity, you know, it's fascinating. You have to look at, you know, people who can accept reality, right? One of the things when I moved to Florida uh, earlier this year, I was looking at, you know, obviously I I live in a luxury home, right? And I don't say that to rub it in people's face. I I live a good life, right? And, And I looked at every house on the market. I was looking at hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of houses that were on the market um, in within probably 30, 40 minutes of Tampa, Tampa, Florida. And I was really looking for the perfect home for me and my family, right? I have a five and six year old boy, um, my wife, right? And we were moving to Florida and it was, you know, super important to me to find the right house. And so, you know, um, I identified some types of neighborhoods and cities I wanted to live in. I looked at every property that fit our criteria that, that went on the market. But one of the things that was dangerous was, was the homes where people thought, you know, it was, you know, a beautiful, luxurious, you know, great home, but you know, the, it was, you know, the, the wiring and the plumbing and everything was 1980s, right? Even if they had taken immaculate care of the property, if the guts of the property are 1980s, there's going to have to be a lot of change, a lot of fix. And so you got to estimate and take that into consideration with your cost. But if you can find a home or a property where people know that that stuff's outdated, you know, that stuff has to be rehabbed, stuff has to be fixed. Now you're in a negotiation position where you can, you know, really potentially do a deal, but you do have to know that that stuff's going to be replaced. It's like Philadelphia for about three years, you know, every property we bought in Philadelphia tax auction, pretty much second floor bathroom had a plumbing leak. Almost, I would say like 90% of the properties we bought. And so we knew that going in, even if there wasn't a plumbing leak, we were going to have one there short, short, shortly after we purchased it because of the old piping that they had. And, you know, back when they had clay um, as the plumbing and the, and the piping, you know, stuff breaks down. And so, you know, we, we knew that going in there, you know, Philly is a city where a lot of homes were built, you know, after World War One, and a lot of homes were built after World War II. And that's been the two biggest construction waves in that city. And a lot of old cities are, 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 are like that. Gotcha. I had one more question for you. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, who, who would I talk to about the, the farming part of the business, the, uh, you know, the cattle and all that? Yeah, I mean, we're actually, which was crazy is we're closing it on almost 200 cattle, um, which is 
insane to me to think it, you know, at the start of this year, we were obviously, you know, I think we were still less than a hundred. Right. Um, and, and we bought some more cattle and then, and then on top of that, we had babies. Right. Um, I call them babies. It shows you what kind of non cattle man I am. Thank God. No, Dusty. Yeah, yeah. Thank God. Dusty is an absolute, you know, passion. He loves, he loves his cows. Probably the only thing he loves more than cows in the world is his wife and his kids. And then cows come right next. Uh, maybe God comes before them too, but. Um, now, now, how does the distribution of those work? Like, I mean, you get the cattle, obviously, they go to supermarkets. Is it. Well, right now, so right now we're, we're growing what's called a herd, right? So we're growing our herd. So as we're continuing to buy more farms, we're, we're investing more and more into herd. Um, and so, you know, we'll probably start putting our first cattle um, to the open market to sell uh, maybe towards winter, towards December, January this year. Um, and so we have some distribution channels for those. What I really would like to do is we'd like to, you know, have our own butcher shop um, just because you make more money in the cattle yeah. business when you have your own butcher shop. So the it's almost 2x the amount of total income from cattle when when you in, when you invest in cattle when you have your own butcher shop. And it's kind of being it's a type of vertical integration within the the, the farming world, right? And so, you know, we 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 like that and I think that that's pretty cool a way way to maximize our maximize our income. Um, you know, depending on what you're wanting to talk about with the farms, are you coming to the the retreat? You said you joined the inner circle. Are you coming to the retreat in Houston? Uh, I, I know nothing about it. I just really started getting really started getting involved in the past two weeks. Okay. Um, so there's, there's an inner circle retreat in Houston end of the month. And so, okay. you know, if you're part of the inner circle, you're obviously invited to come to that. Um, and you'll be able to come to that right away. Um, and anybody else who's an inner circle member on here, you guys should know about that. We send out a ton of emails, a ton of info and a ton of info on it, but you know, Dustin is there is what I mean. And so he'll be able to, you know, he can talk to you more about it, share about it. Um, we also do other calls where we talk more specifically about our farming too. And so you can jump on those calls too. Like Dusty will do a zoom call probably in the next month um, where he's just talking about our farm business and what's going on in the farms and also the podcast. So Dusty and I did a podcast together specifically about our farms. Um, I think it's a great podcast for you to watch. You should jump on. He talks about some stuff that goes over my head a little bit, but that's because you know, that's why he's ahead of our farms, right? Um, if I wanted to be head of our farms, I'd know the more about farms than anybody in the world, but I don't want to be head of our farms, right? I like being head of everything. With that said, I will go home, eat dinner, be a dad, love on my kids, and God bless you guys. We'll see you on the next content. Talk to you soon. Have a nice night. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Rad Podcast, Explore Wealth. If you would like more information, visit our website, www.raddiversified.com. That's www.raddiversified.com. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, leave us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more content, visit our YouTube channel, The Rad Podcast, Explore Wealth.